everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils. Let's go, Devils, indeed. Thank you, Mr. Danico. And like Kenny said, you're listening to the Uncle Puckers with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony. And uh, we're going to get into the weekend's game, Saturday, Devils. Um, win against Montreal and their extremely impressive win against their first place rival Carolina Hurricanes last night with a three nothing win. Uh, let's talk about that. What's up, boys? What's going on? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, man. What do you guys think of the the game? Uh, you know, I mean, we could talk a little bit of the Montreal game, but really the game that you guys, I'm sure, all want to talk about is the Carolina game, right? I mean, honestly, I almost forget the Montreal game because the Carolina game was everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. They, they, you know, we talked the last show, like, you know, the team, this team has the potential and they've shown it throughout the year that they can beat anybody. And when they play their game, they are extremely hard to beat. We hadn't seen that too much really from, you know, the holidays on, you know, you catch it here and there, but you know, not really a 60 minute full game. And they're such a good team that they don't have to play a 60 minute full game against most teams and they can still win. But when they play a 60-minute game, start to finish, 200 feet of ice, this like they did against Carolina, that's a team that can do some damage in the playoffs. That was impressive. From everybody on the team, I can't pick anybody out that I thought had a bad game or just didn't turn it up, and they all did, and it was a fantastic game to watch. Incredible. I I was so impressed. Uh, I think we talked maybe last time about Boy, does this team have the ability? I mean, they're great, like, scorers, and, and they can score at will, and, and you always feel like, okay, they're going to be the ones to catch up. But do they have that ability to clamp down and, like, dominate a team, keep them under their heel the whole game? I mean, they had two of the three goals in the first period, and there was no let-up off the gas. They At no point did you really feel, uh-oh, here it comes. They're going to tie. You know, I think we felt that a couple games ago, and sure enough, it happened, and it was not a good feeling to be the one who was caught up. And just to see them just dominate like that was like, wow, no, this is this is it. This is the playoff hockey that we've been wondering, can they do? And from puck drop into the final whistle, there was – nobody was thinking that Carolina was going to pull it out. Like, there was just – there was there was dominance. I mean, this is one of the best teams in the league. And really, when we started faltering in December, we have a great new November. We have a huge lead in the Metro. And we falter in December. They go get themselves a big lead to finally catch them again. To you know, for this team to kind of you know be on top, then be down below, and then fight their way back up into first place. And I know they have a game in hand, so they are technically in second, but they're there. Uh, that was also awesome to watch. Well, what did you guys think, Bob? What did you think? Well, I mean, what's not to like is what I think about. It. I mean, the, the goaltending, the defense, the couple of guys that wound up scoring, a couple of guys you want to see score in that situation, the way the team stuck up for each other. I agree with you guys. It never really felt like it was in jeopardy at all. There was one point when it just became 3 nothing that I let my mind go to that place where I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those games that they're going to come back, and then that was going to have to sneak it out later. And that lasted, honestly, just for like a shift or two. And I felt like you guys, the same thing. I was like, no, there's something different about this game. And I think it was, this was their playoff game to the Devils. They knew this. They went into this as a huge measuring stick game. They wanted that game. They wanted to see how they really stack up. 
you know, beating Montreal was good. That was a hard game, actually. You know, they play us really well. And you look at the stands, you think that's going to be an easy game, but it wasn't. Um, they didn't look past Montreal. And then when they when they got to Carolina, I mean, from the opening of the game, every moment of it just felt like a playoff game. And and I don't want to hear an excuse that, you know, maybe it was to the Devils and not to Carolina because that, that's bullshit. I think Carolina absolutely viewed us as a measuring stick game, too. There's no way that the coaches aren't sitting there going, look at this team. you got to take this team, you know, real serious. It's a bona fide contender now. So, so I think, you know, will to you will, think, we just came out on top. Yeah, I agree. But don't you think also Carolina probably had a little bit more to play for than we did for the simple fact that they were the ones in the first place. They were the ones trying to protect that lead. And they also got shut out by Vegas on Saturday night. So this is now a team getting into a game that you just got shut out by a very good Vegas team, but you're playing for something to prove against a team that's nipping at your heels, and then you go out and you get shut out again, uh, just not because there wasn't the, I mean, they had the chances, they had their opportunities, but the devil shut them down. So, yeah. And I mean, when you get to this magnitude, uh, when the games start to, you know, kind of, kind of mean this much, you could look at the story behind the story and see how Carolina might have an edge. It did come off of that bad defeat. They are a really solid team. No one's denying that, right? And they've been in this position a lot longer over the last couple of years than we have. So they should – this is exactly what you'd be saying if we went into a playoff series with a team that's been going to the playoffs, but we're not. We're the unknown. So I think it literally just came down to the Devils wanted it more, and they showed that every player. T.A., what do you think? Well, you know, jumping back and forth, I'm going to do for a second. First of all, speaking of the Montreal game, Akira Schmid was, was great. You know, yeah, very you true. can't forget that, you know. Um, but then going to last night, I think we saw what we were hoping from Vanacek, myself at least, and uh, great goaltending. There were so many positive things last night. Uh, Siegenthaler played a great game. Um, you know, uh, a defense played, played great. very good. The, 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 all six guys uh, on the blue line I thought played outstanding. Now we're eight and well, eight and zero in the last uh, eight eight games against the Metro Division. Everything's going well right now. I'm starting to, you know, like I said, Vanacek. That's that save he made last night, and I think it was the first period against Aho in front of that net. Yeah, huge, Ajo wide open, just standing I mean, at the slot. That was yeah. That was uh, you know Jack Hughes. I mean, you know, we saw it's things are starting to get get fun again. Uh, Hughes is starting to get his. I don't even know if he was even missing. He just wasn't getting lucky scoring in the net. But now you know we're starting to see him come. Jasper Bratt. You know, two goals last night. Um, just uh, it's been it's been a great week for the Devils. I think last night was really um, a telling tale because they dominated Carolina. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, it was it was interesting when you guys mentioned that Carolina now has been shut out two games in a row. It made me think. I don't remember getting shut out two games in a row. In fact, I don't even remember getting shut out this season. We haven't been. So I just looked over. I had to check twice because I'm like been. almost can't believe it. They have not been shut out all season. And then you got Carolina. We were talking, like, you know, especially before the trade deadline, but even afterwards, like, where do you rank the Devils in this league and in our conference? And, you know, not too many people are putting them far ahead of Carolina. But you start looking at different metrics, and that's a good one. Right there, head-to-head, you know, this team won't be shut out uh, easily, that's for sure, against a team that, you know, sometimes does have problem scoring. And uh, they won a lot of games, Carolina. They won't take anything away from them. I don't think anybody's ever predicting a sweep against Carolina. But, boy, I don't know about you guys. I feel way better about going, matching up head-to-head with Carolina after that game. I know it's only one game, but everything you could learn from one game looks so positive. I, I thought when we, we talked a while, maybe a week or so ago, and I had said that I, I, I 
feel okay. I think we match up good against Carolina. You did. I felt like when we were on our game, we can beat them. My biggest concern with this team over the course of the last month has been, can they get to that game and be there on a consistent basis? And I get it. It's an 82-game season. It's right. a long fucking season. And you get tired, and you get just, you know, to the point, like, especially when you're, you know, you're either, it, it, it maybe is, is super exciting for one of those teams on the bubble that are trying to get into the playoffs, but if you're out of it, how can you really have too much, uh, you know, will to go out there and play your ass off? And if you're in it and you're pretty much secure, it is kind of hard to get yourself up for every game. But you got to get up for the games that mean the most. This was the game that meant the most, and they did. And, right. you know, and it made me exactly like everyone else is saying, like the confidence of, yeah, they can turn it on in the playoffs. And you know what? Maybe, maybe Vanacek really does need that rest. Made me and wonder. Yeah, you know, it definitely made me wonder because, you know, he was getting the boatload of starts in his, you know, last five, six games, couple of weeks. His play has kind of diminished a bit, and then he gets a nice break. I mean, when did he play before uh, Sunday was, what three, game was three that? Three games ago. I don't ago. even remember. Three, what, three games yeah. ago? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so he has almost a full week off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even 100% on buying it, but everything's pointing in that direction. I still go back to, like, I'm talking about two games worth of, questionable goals bad patch but you know is it really but you know what how great is it that you feel confidence and if that's the way it's going to be schmidt just steps right in and does a great job i mean he was you're right to bring him up from the montreal game because he was great he was fantastic and that's uh that's just what they might need i mean it might be that kind of recipe there is no you know i'm gonna play 75 of 82 games marty brodeur out there anymore what you need in these day day and age, and maybe with Vanacek especially, is a good duo. Looks like we really lucked out with Schmid. I mean, uh, as much as you can be tested in the amount of games that he's played, he gives you nothing but confidence. Yeah. Now, how was everyone else, or was it just me that kind of started having anxiety and hyperventilating a little bit when they started talking about uh, Blackwood coming back in the next couple? I don't of, even like, want to hear his name. So. I, I don't I even want to hear his name today. I heard that's how I feel. Post call. Post call. Oh no. Who, Lindy? Conference saying that they're going to come to that bridge when you know when the time comes. But I heard he is skating with the team. Hope they just throw him right off that bridge. He, did, he meant that we will push him off this bridge when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think know how you take out Shmi. I mean, I, you know, that's I don't coach know how you speak. Change. That's coach speak for you know, watch out for the waiver wire because McKenzie might be on it. I hope uh, so. Now, can you still put people on the waivers this late in the season, or do you kind of have your rosters lined up now? I don't know how that works. I don't know. If I don't know. I think it's. I think you can. I'm not sure if it's a, it's a change in that or not. Yeah, me neither. Like, if you're going to take him off the roster with the contract he has, he can't be sent back down, right? Is that the way it works? He can't I, I was be my sent impression. down without going through waivers, so maybe that's what you would do then. So, yeah. yeah, so waivers are still around. You're right, Dan. So they, for, if they wanted to, okay, look, we're having you know positive success here with the two that we have. We don't need Blackwood. Let's send him down. He'd have to go and clear waivers. There's no way he's going to clear waivers. He is a name. Uh, there are a lot of teams that just need somebody that I think somebody will pick him up. And good for him. Let him go be somebody else's problem. That's what I've been saying since November. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't like that they were talking his name. But I do like that Lindy Ruff said that, you know, we'll jump off that bridge when we get to it. I like that because, basically, that's that's coach speak that, you know, uh, we're, we're not doing this anymore. We're, we're too good. We're in a spot now where we can really do some damage in the playoffs. Yep. You can't be dicking around with your backup goalie and, you know, maybe hurting someone's feelings or whatever the case may be. The team seems to really play well in front of both Vanacek and Schmid. Uh, both of those guys, I'm still a little bit nervous about having a guy from Swiss 
as our goalie. It's the whole Swiss cheese thing, and it freaks me out a little ah, bit. I didn't I think about that. Like there's only a matter of time until we're calling him that, but I hope that's not the case. But with three other Swiss players, it's like the Swiss cheese effect. When you stack them up, the holes don't really line up, so they're there. We're good. Yeah. I like that. So you take four pieces of Swiss cheese, put them together, chances are there's no holes in it? Yeah, exactly. What right, are the so odds? We need, so we need Siegenthaler, Heischer, Timo, and Schmid to play goal? Or at least be on the ice at the same time. <laughs> you know, Siegenthaler's going to have the best effect to that. But, you know, you know Heischer's a great defensive forward, so. Did you guys uh, also Timo, get feeling in that last game, though, back to Timo, though, in their last the game against Carolina, did you guys actually start thinking, like, holy shit, when this line starts clicking, I this know. is going to be a monster line. I feel like this. it's a volcano ready to erupt. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I'm just being too optimistic, but, I, I mean, I it looks like it, so much I hope it potential. erupts all over the New York Rangers' face in round one of the playoffs. Wait, what's what the I metaphor know. we're going for anymore? Is it volcano or we move to something else? That's well, what it's I gonna... get imagination go wherever yeah. it wants, Dan. Exactly. All but over their face. Maybe their back. All over um, Shesterkin's face. Yeah. I was watching the Ranger game last night. Maybe on his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have mixed my metaphors. He's got a little in his hair. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, terrifying. Tony. What were you saying? We're being. Uh, I was watching the Ranger game last night. It was nice to see them lose. You know, we got what ten points ahead of them now. So it was, yeah. yeah, and you know, you it's know, getting they... to the, the reaches, uh, getting there. Yeah. And the Bruins looked human yesterday. They lost yeah. to Detroit. Yes. Um, you know, and, and look, they, they're just amazing. I mean, and there was even a point when they were down, I think, 3 nothing, um, and and they started crawling back. I think that game ended 4-3, or was it 5 Yeah, 4-3. I can't remember. 4-3. Yeah, so we'll get dip one and goal then Boston first. scored two, and they were right there. I'm like, oh, boy. They're going to blow a friggin' three-goal lead this time. They blew a two-goal lead on Saturday, Detroit. Was it five? Yeah, right now it's 5-3. to three. You're right. Cause it, it was 5-3. Yeah. Yeah. Empty net, it maybe. Was, it was 4 nothing, yeah. And then they threw an empty netter, and Boston yeah. got three more. And they were, yeah, that's right. So Boston almost almost tied it up. They played a fourth period, definitely would have tied it up. But, yeah. uh, you know, I just think, uh, you know, Boston's just so friggin' good. And, you know, we have the perennial Eastern Conference, uh, you know, monsters coming up three times in this next week. Well, uh, been, yeah. You know, they've had a rough week. I think they lost yesterday, too. They did. And they've, but, they've been losing. They have not been playing very good. Um, so we have them at home Tuesday night. We have them at home Thursday night. And then yeah. we go to sunrise and play the Panthers on Saturday. And we go to Tampa to play the Lightning on Sunday. So it's a yes. busy week. Yeah, it's a Florida kind of week, and America's, it looks like the Lightning three or four times. America's Wang, Dan. We don't yeah. call it Florida. <laughs> it's, we'll be down there in the Wang. I despise Florida. <laughs> yeah. I do. It's probably it's one of my top five or six most hated states. It definitely is. I spent a long time in Tampa, man. Yes, um, you I, did. Actually, I, this is actually the first. Last year I was at the Devils games when they went to Tampa. This will be the, I won't see, obviously, this year. But, uh, Florida's different, you know. I mean, it's a it's Tony. You might have been in, in Tampa longer than you were in Jersey. Is that right? Almost, I believe Almost? so. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Yeah. How old were you when you moved down there? What? 17? Um, I think twenty, maybe nineteen. Actually, I believe nineteen twenty. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's probably right. Like, 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 eight, yeah, I thought, like, I thought more like old. seventeen, eighteen. But yeah, maybe like you're fifty-eight now. So yeah, right now, yeah. So now I'm in my forties. So it's like, yeah, it's been a long time, man. It's crazy. Wow, that's a long time. But Tampa, you know, the thing with Tampa is, 
everyone's from Jersey there or from New York, you know, right. um, it's now I miss it because now it's negative six outside. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll go well, to Tampa in a second now. And Tampa's yeah. a pretty fun city. I mean, there's there's a lot of cities within Florida that I actually like. I just and St. Petersburg's beautiful, man. Right where I'm from, right we have a house there, like a condo there, and it's beautiful. It's St. Pete is like way I like it so much better than Tampa. And I actually live in St. Pete. That's where I always uh, lived with St. Petersburg. Now, well, how about Ebor City? Where does that fall in? That's Tampa. Yeah, not not yeah. really as cool as St. Pete. It's kind of like their version of New Orleans kind of look, you know, the mm. whole the whole uh, look of the place. But yeah, my grandfather used to live in St. Pete, Clearwater area. Yeah, St. Pete's going down there man. when I was a kid. But you know, now not a big fan. So, but anyway, big games. I mean, there's it's especially the one that I'm really curious about is Saturday because when we played Florida last time, Matthew Kachuk made Nico Heischer's little bitch and I'm yeah. hoping that doesn't happen again um, you know they're they definitely I don't know if they're still pissed off about that you know what happened uh, that game where he went into I don't even remember who it was that he went into his uh, you know fell in the yeah somebody who just came leg. back from an injury yeah. who the hell was it I can't Who's remember their captain I don't even know who their captain was I forget but yeah so hopefully they're you know they're over that Kachuk's and, a beast uh, though man I have to admit like Kachuk is that awesome. guy's he's, he's, he's a hell of a brother. player man they play a lot like their old man did. Just a pain in the ass and a hell, you know, good skaters, good hitters. They're just, they, they play hockey the right way. They're tough dudes. Um, you know, I like the way they play. And I won't lie, everyone was talking about Goudreau last year. I was, and I was like, oh, I would love them to get Kachuk. But I was more on the Kachuk train than the Goudreau train. Yeah. I was actually more ha- uh, excited when we got Palat over um, Goudreau. I just thought Plot, that yeah. with, Plot with, last night, man, hitting like that in the third period. Still, I mean, I everybody showed up last night as if yeah. this was a playoff game, and you know they. I think they put the NHL on notice and said, you know, these guys are for real, and whoever gets them in the first round, you're going to have your hands full, because I think these Devils and in you know, like Tony, you had mentioned it, uh, you know, a while, a couple of days ago, whatever that you know, something's up with Jack. You know, you said you know you, you didn't bash him. You just said he's not. Just the injury is not right. Well, after that, of course, you know, the media here started, you know, what's up with Jack? What's up? You know he hears that shit. And I think that that pisses him off, too. He's not one of those dudes that can just leave it and, you know, put it out of his head, block it out. I don't care what they're saying. No, no, no. He goes, forget this shit. I'm going to show you. When you that watch his interviews, I, you know he yeah, doesn't like you, the media. You know, he's pissed <laughs> off. And he's like, you going to question me? I'm just going to go out there and prove you all wrong. And yeah. I hope to God that they question him for the next 10 years and he goes out there and does what he does because when he wants to be, he is the best skater on the ice at any given night. He just I, needs a little Gato in him. That's all. He does need some Gato. Got to go. Has electrolytes. Yeah. It's what make hockey players grow. Exactly. <laughs> and we were talking last week too. I think it was last week or the week before that about guys that we thought were going to really come through in the playoffs. And I'm telling you, I think Halla. I mean, yeah, I think that dude is going to, you know, we're going to, he's going to do some shit in the playoffs that we're going to remember. Um, you know, with last night, he, what was his 600th game? The dude is, I mean, he's always there. I mean, he's always, even when he wasn't, he's always there, you know? I mean, you guys, what do you guys think about these lines right now? I mean, they, they seem like they're pretty much been set at least starting games. Um, as far as you know, Lindy can set a line and leave it. Yeah. You know? I mean, as far as he, if he takes his ADD medicine, we might be able to get through a whole game of, uh, you know, the, the lines, but... See, I don't mind Lindy, and I want to ask Bobby about this. I haven't heard Bobby's opinion on Lindy. Like, this guy, how is he not going to be a finalist for the Jack Adams? How could this this guy should win the damn thing? I mean, are you a fan, Bobby, of him? 
Yeah, so, listen, I know we have, we've had some comments on him, but he, where they are, he has to take a lot of credit for that. He really does. Yep. And granted, we had a young team that was waiting to take that next step, uh, and they did, but they all took it together. Um, it was kind of the amazing thing. It wasn't just one or two guys. And sure, we've had, you know, Hughes carries for a little while here and there, but, you know, his coaching style drives me nuts a little bit. You know, the lines, sure, and you guys are just talking about lines now, and they're mostly solidified, but Brat did move up again yesterday, and I could take that, you know, bouncing between the second and third, maybe depending on the situation. I don't really have a problem with that. I think ultimately he's probably second line where I'd like to see him for the playoff run. But, yeah, the guy deserves credit. I mean, he does. He, he does work well with uh, young kids, which is what we have. Um, whether or not there's a true system, I think you guys questions a lot, but the system's pretty simple if you ask me. It's attack. I think it might be hard to make a system for this kind of team. This team is, like, so crazy with talent, but yet young talent. That's, like, how do you put that in a system? So I always go back and forth with Lindy. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like other coaches we had, I felt like I had total confidence in them, and it was just up to the team to perform, you know? Uh, I never doubted Pat Burns. I never doubted, you know, even Robbie Fatorik. I mean, maybe during his last season. But, um, you know, of course, Lemaire is Lemaire. I mean, that's his system. He he created it for that team, and it was like and perfect. Larry. You didn't yeah, and Larry. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, but I'll tell you what. There's something amazing about Lindy where I feel like I go back and forth like an idiot between thinking he's a genius and he's crazy. And that must mean he's <laughs> doing something on some level I can't comprehend. So i got to give him that. But I also tell you that as a fan, I'm sometimes a little unsettled because I just don't have that, okay, we're just following Lindy into battle. We're good. I don't know why. And I don't know, I don't think it's necessarily, and I don't think I'm the only one because right away we go from Fire Lindy to Sorry Lindy in one one or two games. But I thought uh, that Fire Lindy was such bullshit, man. It was. I, I totally agree. Everybody's jumping on it. Give but you, know, you put it in the context break. of the whole season that, preceding that, you realize, oh, they went and got his replacement. He's sitting right there. We're starting off two games in the hole. I kind of get it, but you're right. It was also kind of bullshit. But I'm saying that's like the, the, uh, the dual nature of Lindy Ruff. Like, I, I honestly, he spins me around circles. I don't know if he's really a mad genius or I'm just not getting him and he's got some kind of steady system that I should feel steady about. I, for some reason, I don't, and I can't explain it. I think he should win the Jack Adams this year, man. <laughs> well, I think there's you know, definitely right. some, some validity to that. I think, yeah, he should definitely be a finalist in the Jack Adams, and he should, I would say, probably win it. I mean, if you yeah. really start looking at Look at that coaches, turnaround. Based on this year, yeah, right now. I mean. Maybe Seattle. I don't even know who's coaching them. Um, you know, I would maybe think that they might be a finalist, but nobody has done a turnaround like the Devils have. So, yes, Lindy Ruff has to have a lot of that, um, you know, uh, is a reason, a big reason why we have done that. But I also yes. think bringing Sergey Breland, Andrew Burnett, big time with Andrew Burnett. And, yeah. and when you get to the, yeah, do I think the – fire Lindy chance were stupid during the game, you know, game two at home. Yeah, I think that was dumb, but I completely understand it. When you go from watching the way this team played last season, and then, you know, okay, we go out and we get Vanacek in the offseason. Now we have our number one goalie, and we go out and get Palat, and, you know, we have a lot of guys that are coming back, that we had a lot of, you know, healthy guys coming back. This year was supposed to be a big leap forward. And then the first two games, they're playing exactly the way they played last season. I get the fans being so frustrated. This is the first two that, games, and I feel but, like but, when, fans... but like Dan said, when you compound it with the entire 82-game season of last year, and then all the 
you know, but you had seven goaltenders last year, right? No, I, listen, oh, yeah. I, no, you're I, right. Tony. You're right. You're 100 percent right. All I'm saying is I understand where the fans were in that, especially too. Like you brought in Andrew Burnett. Like this dude should have been a head coaching somewhere this year. You know, he did amazing work with the Panthers last year. He's a big addition, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's and our power play doing as well as it is. That's all Andrew Burnett, you know. And he I may mean, be our next. This may be a. And I think that's why they brought him in. And yeah. I think there was a arrangement, and I don't know this for sure. And tell me what you guys think. I think there was an arrangement that Lindy Ruff knew. Okay, his last year of his contract is this year. When he's done, maybe they're going to move him to, you know, the front office or something like that. Who's the heir apparent to just kind of slide in and keep everything rolling? Kind of like we did with Larry Robinson, with Jacques Lemaire, even Robbie Futurek, to a sense, because he was coaching uh, Albany back then, right? And we brought him in. Yeah, yeah but, you want uh, part of your system before you just throw him in. It's, right. It's kind of weird. So I think that might be something that they're looking for, you know, that, okay, Andrew Burnett will be the successor after this season. But, I mean, I, I am exactly the same way that Dan is with Lindy Ruff, I don't know what to make of him. Some days I'm sitting here thinking that the man's a genius, and other days I'm thinking that, you know, somebody hit his pills because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. So, yeah, I, I kind of... Now, you apparently are a big fan of Lindy Ruff. Not, it's not even that, I would say... First of all, I'm not, not a fan of him. I, I think this year... He deserves credit. I think he is one of, if you look at the brackets of winning coaches, he's up there. I mean, the guy, you know, I just, you know, the guy took some shit early near the second game. I mean, but, like, when that happened, I always feel, if you look at the a devil fans, it's all fans of every team, really. Our fans, like, they're ready to fucking kill people after, like, three games. It's like, you know, I even saw stuff last night, right, where, like, I can't believe we only beat them three nothing. We needed to get more. I mean, come on. I mean, give me a break. Just, I mean, that's just being just, ignorant. Yeah, 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 it's just. It's just. I'm saying. There's a lot of ignorant. like. You know. I mean, and Lindy Ruff. I think. You know. Like I said, based on this year, I'm not talking about next year, last year. Like I said, last year you had seven goalies. You had. A, I mean, there was a lot of problems last year. You know. Sure were. Um, I think based on this year, I man. I think he's done a hell of a job, and you know. And I mean, I'm. I don't know if he'll be here next year, but. You know, right now he's our man. They're not going to Lamarillo's not going to come down this year and you know take over. I mean, this is this is what we have, and I think he's done a good job. So, oh yeah, I, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying now. You know, Bobby, what were you going to say? Uh, you know, Tony's right too when he talks a little bit about you know his past too. He's a very winning coach. Um, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he like a foot in the crease away from possibly winning the Stanley Cup too? Was he coaching that team? Yeah, yeah Brent right? Hall was in the crease. Um, he's yeah. had a lot of success, and again, if we we're projected, I heard today on NHL Network, something like 116 points. What we what was last year? Was it like 67? 62, 63, yeah. something? Just about double. So, yeah, I, I don't see. <laughs> doesn't mean we're going to hit that projection, but. Right. I mean, come on. He's got to have some credit for. Now, we are officially now, right? This is the most points we've ever had, I think, in a season, isn't it now? What is the most? Well, I believe this no, is the most. Point. At this we've stage. Had oh, okay. Yeah, to this point. Yeah. You're right. We're on track to have our highest point scoring season yeah. as an organization I, ever. I don't know if it's three more games I forget what the hell there's it has, has to be but there's something I gotta look it up I'm not sure what the actual point record is for the Devils but um, yeah we're, like we're on it's something that we can break so are you looking that up yeah you can continue right. on okay no I was gonna look it up but if you're doing it then I won't but I, I do I, I like what Lindy's doing and if this is gonna be his last year there's one thing that Lindy doesn't have and that's a ring so let's go get him one yeah, I would love to see. You know, I gotta say too. I don't. I really don't see a scenario where this is last year, unless, like you said, hypothetically, there was that agreement that he would slide into something. 
even if they don't do very well come playoff time, that's a contract that's going to be extended. Most head coaches don't want to not head coach um, unless he only wanted to come for a short period of time. But I see him sticking around after this. And you know, at least give another couple of years. If they extend him after this season for a year or two or whatever, I, I'm not going to have a problem with that. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, put my head in the oven because Lindy Ruff's coming back as the coach of the Devils. You certainly I, can't let him go. He did nothing to warrant being let go no, unless he decides I, to step down. That, that's what I think. And that's why I think a guy like Andrew Burnett was brought in because I don't think – I mean, the guy is old. I mean, I don't think he wants to coach forever. Um, you know, maybe he just wants that last time to, you know, a good playoff run and try and do something. Who knows? Maybe he will be back next year. Maybe it'll be Andrew Burnett. Maybe it'll be somebody we're not even thinking about. Um, but right now, I can live with what Lindy's doing because when you are first place in the Metropolitan Division, like third place in the NHL, uh, I can't question that. He's doing something right. So I say let's uh, let's keep rolling with it. But I, I did you do you have the points up, Dan? No. When okay. you search this, all I get is individual player points. I'm trying to find as a team. I'm throwing in search terms. Google is giving me the finger right now. I, I got to work on my Google search. Okay. While he's looking for that, do you guys think Jack Hughes hits 100 points this year? Mm. How many does where, he have? Yeah, where is he at? He's right at now? 79. Mm. How many games are left? I want to say 17 or 18. It might be 17. 17 or 17. Yeah. No, the guys had. What did they say last night? He tied Taylor Hall last night for multi-point games. Yeah, sixteen games left to make. What did you say? He needs twenty points or something. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. That's that's asking a lot. It's but it it can be done. Do it. He's going to be damn close. Put it that way. I mean, yeah, I think I think he can do it. I mean, he could throw. What do you guys think? Two games, and then we'll know for sure. Ah, I think I got it. One hundred and eleven. Finally, I got it. Two thousand one season. Is our record for points 111? And what are we at right now? We are 94. 94. Oh boy! So that's pretty tough to see them uh, not beating that, but it's possible. 16 games. Uh, if they won half of them, that would add 16 points to our uh, current total. That yes, would beat it. that's if they play 500 from here on out. So it looks like they're going to beat it. Yeah, they should. I got to yeah. tell you, that's an interesting um, stat because if you look at our history. We were so defensive-minded, right? So good in defense and goaltending. And what you just read off to me is our one year where we led the league in offense, we got our most points ever. And you would just think with the structure we had all those years, it might have not been that year. Right, right. We were always so solid defensively. But it, it turns out it was our offensive explosion year that got us the most points ever. I just find that neat. Definitely, definitely. You know, you know it's one of the, the things I like. Um, what was that? I said neato. No, it was very neat. Up. It is neat. Up. Was, and yeah, one of the things fabulous. I like about about this season too is like because this is completely different than any devil team that we've ever had. You know, that, especially a team that you know is a favorite to to make a run and win the cup. Like we heard so much negative bullshit when we won the three cups. Like even mm-hmm. back then, it was like you know, devil fans love the devils and they love the way they played. But they could never get away from the stigma of, oh, they're boring and they play the trap. Marty Brodeur's nowhere near the best. What? That was ignorant, too, because even though 2001, we didn't win the cup with the most offense. 2000, we were almost as good offensively, too. So it was just ignorance from the other fans. Well, you know, 95 was the only year that we played that trap and that defensive style as well as we did. And we won the cup. I mean, we did in 94, too. But, you know, so, but in the 2000 cup and the 2003 cup, 
we were offensive-minded teams that played great defense, so we could score Absolutely. goals. And, yeah, but it was that negative connotation that was around this team forever. Even so much like with the haters saying, you know, oh, Marty Brodeur is not a great goalie. In any other system, he'd be dog shit. It's just that he plays in the devil system, which, again, is all nonsense. Um, but And we still have that over our heads. For the last 20 years, the devils oh, yeah. are boring, and the devils are – and, and from people that don't watch them, that don't know this team, there's yeah. nobody that can put – and I said this – like back in like November when Dan and I were doing a show and I said if you somebody walked up to me and said I don't know anything about hockey and I'd like to get into it even if I wasn't a devil fan I would say you need to watch this devil team yeah. because this is a dynamic make, fun yes, team to watch they will make anybody a fan they yeah. are I think you know offensively I've never seen five on five team that can play that way and at fast and that good they and they did it last night they, I know, feel they, spoiled they, this year. As of really, I don't right, know. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like be this it's not going again? downhill from here. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, that's amazing. the crazy part too, because like you know, They're we've young. said it. Yeah, we've said it. Like this window is opening maybe a year, maybe two years earlier than it should. So right. how good is this team going to be? Three, four, yeah. five, six years down the road. And I got a lot of faith in Fitzgerald to tweak as necessary to keep a good thing going as long as necessary. If he could do this in one year, that kind of turnaround. You know, like especially from last year to this year. I know he had a couple of years at it, but that was really his first major offseason. And he gets a playoff deep team that potentially has won the cup or at least has made a damn good run. I trust him to steer that ship and, you know, replace only what needs to be replaced to retain whatever can be retained. You know, and that's that's a great feeling, too. Not worried about your owners not knowing what they're doing, you know, hiring one GM after the other who just, you know, like the Flyers. You know, yeah, uh, and you can tell when you watch a team that you know if a team is doing great, a team is going from you know one of the worst to being one of the best. A lot of the time, you can see it's a fluke season. It's you know you know they're not going to be able to repeat it. There's nothing about this team that makes you think that. You know, you watch this team and it's like holy crap, this is. Yeah. I mean, the ground floor. How how high is this team ceiling? Because I think yeah. it could be. You know, I'm not saying I'm not going to go and anoint them. You know for the next six Stanley Cups. And no, they there. haven't won a single playoff game yet. Right. But we'll see. And, you know, like for the Bill Clements out there, uh, they don't know what to do but ignore the Devils. Because yes. for years, all they had to do was say, well, the Devils are a trapping team. They was a kind of a system yes. that we don't really... And th- the best move they have right now is to just ignore the fact that the Devils are there. And guess what? Now they can't. No. Because they're you can't ignore them. They're and just tearing up the league. That's why it's just going to be great if they go into the playoffs and start making some serious dents into it. And, you know, there's no way to ignore them. And think yeah. about this. What the, yeah. Think of the last two weeks or three weeks. When have the Devils got their ass kicked? When have we had a game where a game that you're not disappointed? Like when you lose to Toronto the other day, I felt like we yeah. could have won that game. I felt yep. like, you know, I mean, that third period, obviously, you know, it should end, but I thought they could have won that game. And we've had some goalies come against us who aren't even superstar go stand on their head against us. But when have you really felt like, you know, when you watch a game like, man, we just got, there's mistakes that we make when we lose, but I just don't feel like we've been dominated for a while, man. I can't even, to be well, honest, I, I can't think, even think of the last time. Well, Not I even one probably, shutout against I'd probably say the half game that we lost 5-2 to two was probably the last yeah, game yeah, that yeah. I, I felt like. And that know, was three weeks just, ago, right? Yeah, I just felt like they didn't show up. They just, they didn't give their best effort, and they played a team that was, you know, it was also, too, like, Right around the trade deadline, when all these teams start making trades, every single year, the teams that are on the top, that are making the big pushes, making the trades, they always go into a slight slump after they, they get their 
team together because you're still working out the details. And the bad teams who've just sold everything always end up going on these little mini winning streaks because they have a lot to prove. And they, you just took our three best players away. We're going to show you. And they go out there with a lot of piss and vinegar and they play. It happens every year. I attribute a lot of that Montreal game to that. Montreal was playing for a lot. We were still trying to figure all shit out. And, you know, but I, I, I do think, no, there hasn't been many games this year. And at least no sequence of games two, three games in a row where you walked away going, I don't know how they're going to pull themselves out of this. I mean, maybe in December we could probably find a couple of games there where we thought that, but definitely not uh, anything that's memorable. I mean, I'm surprised when we lose now. I mean, it sounds crazy. I never thought it sounds crazy to say it, but it's almost like I expect, I almost expect to win every night now, which is a great feeling because I haven't felt like that in many, many years as a Devils fan. And now you're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball to Dante oh Adams for dude. you. How happy are you? I, I'm a Derek Carr guy, so you know. So I think the Saints. Saints I think the Saints got themselves a hell of a quarterback. I mean, you know. I think you guys. I think the Raiders did good. I like Jimmy I G. I don't know, man. If you can keep him healthy. I, I like him. I mean, I just don't see the difference. I, he almost reminds me of Carr. No, they're the same guy. They're yeah. The same so guy. I mean, you know, yeah. it's and Carr was so damn loyal. I mean, loyalty is so hard to find these days. It's just, you know. And people, his teammates will run through a brick wall for Derek Carr. That's yes. for damn sure. So, like I, I told you earlier, we were texting back and forth, Chris. You know, I always say I'm a jinxed person when it comes to that, that team, and I guarantee I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr is celebrating a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, uh, you know, next year. Saints are not going to win the Super Bowl. Oh no! But I'm I, saying, I hey, as a Raider fan, I would I not get, be surprised. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, yeah, but yeah, I'm not anointing the Saints Super Bowl champs anymore. Not, not, <laughs> not, not with. Uh, Jalen Hurts and you know Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But you know what I'm saying with their history. As everyone a, as else, a, as a and fan of believe, silver and black, I just love watching everybody going doing backflips over Aaron Rodgers. I just love watching yeah. this asshole. Is he officially? Is and, he going to the? I, I read tonight that he was. Yeah, the trade is pretty much done. I mean, is yeah, it? they've been saying that, but then he comes out after they go and report that it's basically a done deal, saying that he's. Oh wait, actually, he's not sure what he's going to do yet. So it's, you know, keep talking about me one day longer, you know, maybe, maybe another two days and then I'll make my decision. You know, and you know, when just, you get Aaron Rodgers now, you're getting a different, you don't know what you're getting right now. Like what's going to, it's kind of like a show. He, listen, he almost belongs a Raider, I felt like in a way. I can see that. I like He's, Aaron Rodgers as far as like, I like, I have respect for anybody who's a professional athlete and during his off season goes out and tells people I did tons of psychedelics yeah. and I, I went partying or, or backpacking, hiking up volcanoes, tripping balls, doing this, doing that. I like that. I like so that Aaron Rodgers is this open-minded kind of cool guy who does whatever the hell he wants. I just hate him because he's a Packer. I don't care if he goes to the Jets. I'll like him again. But I just hate seeing him two times a year, every friggin' year. Because the man, it'll be last 25 years, between him and Favre, you can't catch a break. You yeah. know? So, so we'll see what happens. I think it'll be a bit of a mistake if the Jets... Do get him. I think they should have went after Carr, but that's. I just don't think Carr should have went there. I think for him, I think New Orleans is a little bit better because I think the media and stuff, and I think, you know, he's never won a game when it was colder than like fifty degrees. So it's probably good he's playing in a dome. Yeah. So all right, that's our football talk. We'll go back to hockey. Sorry, Dan, wake up. Sorry, Bobby. You could tell. uh, (laughs) You could tell which two guys are not the biggest football fans. Just me and Bobby. I mean, Bobby's a you know he's got a lot on me. I I barely watch a game a year if that. Well, if you want, Dan, me and you can be quiet while those two talk about baseball. Yes. You know, I'm going to go. Wait, put the time clock up. Ready, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The hot so, stove yeah. report. 
So uh, we got two of the so we play home the next two right, and then we're yeah. away the next two right. How do you guys like that? That setup. I, I, it's so weird, weird having the home and home all at home like back like, back, to back, home, back to back hosting back the same game. team. It's so weird. And this is the first year I've ever seen that that I remember. Like we did it back in December with Boston. I, I remember it happening like once in a particular year, but it didn't seem this kind of up in yeah. the forefront, especially with then going right to Florida. And right. I wonder if no. the one you remember was like a rescheduling or something, because I feel like yeah, they've probably. never purposely yeah. done this kind of thing, and now they're showing up here, here and there. I haven't checked other team schedules. I mean, obviously the teams we're playing are facing the same I've thing. I think I've seen it. I think this I year, you, you know, they talked yeah, about like it last thing. night about another team having yeah. a similar thing, or maybe Weird. teams. Well, I think the Rangers play the, the the Penguins like three times this week too, so maybe they have. Uh, I'm sure you know they have to have. Yeah. Uh, Maybe somebody thought they'll get more ticket sales out of it. Like, if you like to watch the Devils and Tampa line up, you know, here you go, do both your games in a row. I I don't know. I think that's a weird strategy. I don't know why they're doing it. Devils are pushing tickets, too, man. I keep on getting emails. I went to a game, like, two years ago at the Prudential Center, and, like, we signed something to get, like, my kid some free toy. And now now it's like the emails are coming through, you know. Pick up season tickets now. Pick up season tickets now. Next they're Saturday, they're doing a blood drive. Um, St. Barnabas is doing a blood drive, and you get, like, a T-shirt and a ticket to a game in April um, if you go. So I think we're all going to take a ride up to give blood and get a free ticket for yeah. the game. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So anybody who lives in New Jersey, I'm only talking to Dan, you want to go? We'll go to the blood yeah, drive. That we'll sounds like blood, a good idea. We'll get lunch, go see a hockey game. It'll be fun. We'll run or around the yard. I'll suit you down with the hose. No biggie. Be fun. And you know what's great too? When you give blood, it takes less alcohol to get loaded. Because you're gonna need blood. that. Because you're gonna pay forty five dollars on a hand job at the fucking game for a beer. <laughs> exactly. Where so it's better to go in there with from? a pint less blood. <laughs> Where are you getting your beers from? I think somebody's taking a little bit of advantage of you, Tony. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, I remember that. I think the last. And you didn't person, have to give the guy a hand job. That's what you I'm You didn't saying. have to. That was just all you. I, Last year at Amelie Arena, I think they were like, I don't know what they are in Jersey now because I haven't been to Jersey in two years, but in Amelie, I think they're like 18 bucks a beer now. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. They're, they're probably like $12, $15 at the arena. I think it's 15 from yeah. opening day, if I recall, for your average beer. Right. Everyone's got their Did you go to opening day this year, It's Bob? crazy. Oh, yeah. You went to that game? I haven't missed an opening day unless the NHL has been shut down. That's that's my wow. streak going back to college. So Nice. nice. Um, it was nice. great. I was there when, you know, Obviously, when the fans started chanting that, I did not agree with it at all. With the fire, you didn't, you didn't join in that chant. No, I thought it was disgusting. I wouldn't have either. I, I, I honestly me, wouldn't. I'm not even a fan of booing my team. Like you got to really do something yep. special for me to boo you, and it's usually not just going to be a loss. You know what I mean? It's it's got to be a prolonged stretch of you're literally not you gave up. That yep. and even then, I'm hard pressed to boo. So when they were doing that, yeah, I found that very annoying, and I probably was. 15, 15 beers deep, so <laughs> emotions right. were on my sleeve for sure. I wasn't happy about it. I go to, you know, one game a year now. Maybe I'll start going to a couple more if we start going in the playoffs again. And I spend a lot of money to do it, drive pretty far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big deal. It's not cheap. And, uh, yeah, we want to see a win, too. I mean, I was disappointed. Sure. Um, but I didn't get the sense it was the overall effort that was lacking that day. So I yeah, wasn't to boo them. It's true. Um, it just wasn't coming together. And I think part of the reason people really got a little uptight if I recall, we had a really decent uh, preseason. Yeah, we did. Very yeah. promising. And so we thought we were just going to come out of the gates flying, and as it turns out, it only took two games before that, in fact, did happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. 
That was an odd week, too. Wasn't that the same week that Miles Wood came out and said, hey, I'm tired of losing, and all of a sudden... Game one. Yeah. Skyrocket the Devils. It was like... And I love that. Yeah. yeah. And we need yeah, more we, of that. We talked a lot about that when it happened. Uh, and, yeah, we were... Dan and I were both... You know, it's about time. You know, start, yeah. start making these guys accountable. You know, it, it's one thing when you're going through the rebuild and everyone keeps talking, oh, the Devils are the youngest team in the league and they're putting pieces together. And watch someday, out for them down someday. the road. Every yeah. draft night, we're all by the TV. Like. Right, exactly. You know, watch them wait down the road. Wait down. When you're a guy like Miles Wood, it's been there, you know, and he's been, mm-hmm. you know, on this team for many Shoot. years. And every year mm-hmm. he's hearing the same things over and over. Yeah, just wait another year. Go At some back. point, you go back to, I think it was, it could have been the 97 season or nine. Well, after the Red Wings had just won one of their cups, and it was a regular early season game against Detroit at home, and the Devils lost. And I don't think they lost that bad, but they lost. And Scott Stevens went on record saying how pissed off he was. Yeah. He's like, I was pissed off. He's like, I want to beat that team. They were the champs. We should beat them. And uh, it, other people could look at that and say, yeah, it's just a, you know another game earlier in the year. And you know, that's the type of leadership I want. I want every player coming up to the mic afterwards saying, I'm pissed that we lost. I don't want to lose any game. I'm tired of yeah. being mad. I want to hear that all the time. You know, the the good teams beat the teams they should beat, and they beat the teams that they probably, you know, it's a coin flip. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I that's the really good teams. And this Devil team has shown that, you know. I mean, I think that there was a lot of talk in that locker room last night before that game. They weren't going to lose. And yep. they, they everybody was just skating their asses off. But, yeah, you want to have guys like that. You want them to be cocky. You know, go back to football real quick. Joe Burrow, the coach of the, I mean, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, they asked him, how long do you think this window will be open for the Bengals? And his response was, it'll be open for as long as I'm playing quarterback. I love that. I fucking love that. You know, how long is this devil window going to be? As long as we have Heischer and Hughes and Hamilton and that core brat and and Meyer, then that window should be open. We should be competing every year for, for, you know, a, a cup. Why not? Yep, and you see the pride uh, in the fact, too, that they have not been shut out. Mm-hmm. We can point to maybe a couple of stinkers, like, wow, that wasn't their best effort. But they still, you know, they weren't, you know, we've seen, even the teams we love, you go back and look, there was a couple nights here and there, some of the great years they had, mm-hmm. that they did not turn in their best performance, maybe were shut out, things like that. And, you know, this team, it's very rare to see them collectively take a night off. It's very rare to see the top players not playing their hardest. Um, you know, things go wrong sometimes. Uh, but, I mean, look at the winning percentage. It looks great. Uh, I think it was not even halfway into the season. We're like, hey, if they keep going, you know, it's like after the streak and after they kind of got stuff back on track a little bit, and they can just win, uh, you know, something close to three out of four, maybe, maybe uh, you know, three out of five even, they'll be in good shape and they should make the playoffs. They've exceeded that. They're, they're doing better than three out of four, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it does make you think, you know, going that way uh it's going to be they're going to be a really tough out for somebody in the playoffs. You yeah. know, I don't know, I don't know how I mean there's a lot of teams that I think we are I just don't know, can the Rangers beat the Devils in a seven-game series? I don't you think so. You know, it's so. going to take injuries, injuries that can knock them off mm-hmm. trajectory and you know what? As deep as this team is, it's going to take more than one. I mean, if at the worst fears come to pass and, and Hughes got injured, they're still not an easy mm-hmm. team to beat. No, they're I still agree. not easy. Yeah, you don't. No, and that's with do the that. Rangers too. I noticed that Truba, like you know, these guys are going to be hitting. So I think that uh, mm-hmm. I think the goaltending right will be a big factor in that because right. I think especially Always with is. the Rangers, like it's going to be a huge. Discuss the Rangers anymore. I don't think we're okay. playing them now. 
Yeah, maybe not. Really it doesn't don't. look like it. I mean, I really, there's something about this team now that they're just, they're not going to let off. And right. I think we're going to overtake Carolina now. And, it, you know, who winds up being then, you know, Pittsburgh, Ireland, just don't know, don't care. But uh, I honestly don't think it's going to be a Devils-Rangers match. Uh, do you think the Rangers could make it past Carolina if it comes to pass? Do I think who would get past Carolina? Rangers-Carolina. No. Who wins that series? No. Carolina. I think Carolina wins that series. You think Carolina? Yeah. yeah. I think Carolina, but I also, as we all know, the playoffs, it's all about that that team that catches that fire for those for those right. months, man. You just never know what the hell is going to happen. Absolutely. Well, you know, you're talking about the Devils not getting shut out this year. We're second in goals differential in the league. So right. the only team better than us is Boston. So Boston yeah. has scored 243 goals, and they've given up 139. Insane. We've scored 233 goals, so 10 less than Boston, and we've allowed 174. So, you know, those numbers are fantastic. Yeah. You know, so we're doing everything right as far as, you know, even when I guess, you know, we're bitching about the defense and stuff, they still, well, because this is a simple reason, even when our defense does kind of, you know, choke a little bit, the guys, they can score points. I mean, they can score. I don't know if I think that the Rangers can definitely beat Carolina. I think it's a, you know, they beat them last year, so in the playoffs, so I think the Carolina would have a little bit more, um, a little bit more to lose than, than the Rangers in that. They don't want to go down to the same team twice, especially come first round. So if we win the division right now, it would play out exactly how we kind of want it to. We would be playing Pittsburgh. Um, and, and I think it's playing out exactly the way Boston shouldn't want it because they would be playing the Islanders. And I'm still going to say it. I think that's a really tough matchup for Boston. Um, so And then the Rangers would play Carolina, and we would play the winner of that series. So that Carolina Ranger one, I think, can go either way. But, mm-hmm. I, I, but I mean, in a seven-game series, I don't think that Pittsburgh can beat the Devils. I don't think that the Rangers can beat the Devils. And the way we played last night, I don't think Carolina can beat the Devils. I mean, no. that's come playoff time, I know they're not going to play that way every single game. But come playoff time, I do expect them to play the majority of their hockey the way they played last night. Right. I feel yeah. like if you match up against Boston, the best you can do if you try to take your devil fan hat off is, is give them a coin flip uh, to win that series. But I think with everybody else, we're looking at better than a coin flip. Yeah. And that that is a really great place to be. I don't know if I would have said it a few weeks ago. I don't know if I would have said it months ago. I would have said maybe we could get there. And, you know, sure enough, they've arrived at this point where everything is clicking. As you guys mentioned, the goaltending is there. Keep this going this we got a duo that I feel like you know what yeah they haven't been through the playoffs before but you couldn't ask for more besides that kind of experience and uh, you know the defense has come along players that I thought were a weakness have shored up their game to the point where I I don't feel as worried about them and yeah I'm gonna even say Severson I think he's either bought in or done something different with his head to play the game that he always could in these last few games does he slip off does he fall in all fall into old habits who knows maybe okay I can't tell you that he's my most solid guy in the world but boy I mean can you think of much that you've had to complain about from him or really any of the defensemen in the last few games I mean on ball they again last night with some big plays too I mean who did ball ball yeah, yeah ball plays really ball. evolved That's- um, I mean, look, pass. I can always find things to pitch about Damon Severson about. So, I mean, yeah, Schmid would have had a shutout on Saturday, too, if he didn't cough up the ball in the, uh, when he went with the ball, the puck. Um, you know, he went in. <laughs> the he, ball he in the went, and he, Yeah, so he threw the ball, 
and then the, <laughs> it was intercepted, I think. No, he yeah, went back. When he went Stevenson back. He threw that interception. It was awful. He, he did, basically did throw an interception. Yeah, he always he, does. Yeah, Let's face did. it. And he, he had a guy on him. He coughed the puck up, and it was behind uh, uh, Schmid. But okay, compared to take that away, I think he's played tremendous. I, I agree, Dan. Much he's, better improvement, right? He's bought into whatever it is that they've been hammering into him for all season. Like you know, and we've all. Do you think it will stick? Do you think it will stick? I do. And I think that I would know. you guys really mind seeing him win a cup this year? Because you know, this is probably his last year as a devil. No, I don't mind anybody on the. With no, the devil, I'm, I'm the saying in general, though, that guy's to win the cup except Damon. I'm Severson. saying you know, Damon Severson. He's he's been there for a while now. I, I think this is the end for Damon Severson with the Devils. I mean, I yes. would think. So I, you know, hey, I mean, I think he's playing. I think like we were talking about the other night. I know he's playing less time because like two years ago, for the last two years, he, him and Subban were together. They were playing a shitload of minutes, and Severson maybe like Vanacek, that's what he needs less time. Yeah, I don't know. So now I, don't I know. think he's. You know, you can see some of the mistakes, the bad pass and stuff like that. But I think that overall, our defense, you know, I'm actually excited to see Lazar. I'm hoping we see him uh, tomorrow. But, uh, you know, I mean. I am really looking forward to seeing him. Yeah. Uh, so how do you think the goaltending layout is going to be for, for this week? Bobby, what mm. do you think with these four games coming up? What do you think? We'll go do you want to play VTech with, against Tampa or against Tampa? Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> probably I would – play V-check against Tampa, but I want to hear what Bobby thinks. Well, before I get into that, just real quick, this is an interesting kind of its own uh, test because you're coming, you're playing a Tampa team basically three in a row with a Florida game mixed in there. This is an adjustment type of series almost where Tampa, they're a veteran team. They've won a lot. Maybe they're a little bit skidding now. They're not going to look at it that way. So we might have to adjust to their adjustment. So I'm, I'm actually kind of really excited to see how this goes out. I mean, it's conceivable that we could, you know, split the first two. It's still Tampa. And overall win two out of three versus them. But to me, it's almost going to be a mini playoff series. So I'd like to see it. So with that, uh, I give V both the, both those games coming up. Um, so you give V all three – you give V all three Tampa games this week and you give Schmid the Florida game on Saturday? That's what I would do. Okay. What about you guys? Tone, what do you think? I'm thinking Vanacek the first. Um, and I'm thinking actually Schmid the second game. Um, Split them. Tampa, I think Van. Tampa, I think Van is. I think Schmidt's going to get one of the three. I mean, one of the what is it? One of the four games. Four, you got, yeah. I think, and I think he might get the second game. Um, I think Van Check if he obviously if he plays the way he's you know played the other night, I keep 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 on playing him. I think. And Dan, I think they're going to do what they are prone to do as an organization and. I think, uh, you know, I was really against this, and I'm starting to come around to it because it's getting results. They're going to split both games. That's they're going to split the tomorrow and Thursday, you know, and I, which one's going to get it? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they put Schmidt tomorrow night or Vanacek, especially if, you, if the logic is Vanacek likes rests of substantial time. Well, if he doesn't play uh, tomorrow, then he's got to play Thursday. So maybe the move is you have him play tomorrow. Then he's off Thursday, Friday. You can make him off Saturday and then play Vanacek again on Sunday. And then you play Schmid uh, Thursday and Saturday. If that's the logic of this coaching staff that you want to if, – if the real story behind all this, and I don't know that it is, is that Vanacek likes his rest. He plays best with rest. That's the move to do. Vanacek plays the first game against Tampa, rests uh, you know, for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and shows up again on Sunday – uh, I think that they're going to split them in some fashion, 50-50, the next four games. I think it's exactly what it's going to do. What do you, what do you think, Bob? I agree why, why that 
would happen. But for me, if I'm management, I sit here and say, I want to see what my number one can do against a team that's going to make adjustments against him. Maybe they see a flaw in game one, they lose, and they come back a different way. I want to see how he would handle this as if it were a series, just seeing those pros maybe changing their game. Maybe they won't. Maybe we're just going to roll over them. I don't know. But in a, in a paper world, you look at playing Tampa three times in five nights, and you know, that should be a little scary because they can you know, learn a little bit more about you. And, and I, just, I, want, I want personally to see how V handles that. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Casting of his playoff abilities. I think V will definitely have two of the games against Tampa. I just think that with everything that we've heard, I, what you say makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, I just the way that this team, the way the team has been talking now about like with Vanacek getting his rest and everything, I do think that they're going to go. I wouldn't be shocked if they just do a split right down the middle, pretty much for the rest of the season. And come playoff time, they're going to ride Vanacek, and that's what I would expect them to do. So I would maybe put Vanacek in tomorrow just for a little attaboy with the shutout. You know, you get the next start and way to go. And then Schmid's in Thursday and Saturday. And then you put Vanacek back in Sunday. That could, I mean, I, you asked me in the beginning of the year if that would have been a recipe for success. I would have told you absolutely not. But I no, can't I'm still kind of old school. I want the goalies to play more. But maybe we got one of them that is of the new school and they don't respond as well or he doesn't respond as well to playing that many games. Maybe that's true. I still haven't bought that story 100%. Like I said, I don't feel like his play was that bad despite the numbers, and I'm only looking at two games of questionable goals in that stretch where it really the numbers have declined over the month. I look at that as more of a team thing, but you know, at some point you know, maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe it's possible that he just plays better with more rest. In that scenario, uh, Bob made a good point about you know teams adjusting and this and that, but maybe that could work for the reason you play him first. And Tampa, you know, feels like they're going to maybe get a better read on him. They don't get it. They only play him one game. They get Schmidt the next game. So whatever you think you learned, you didn't really test and learn. You know, maybe the worst case in that we're learning your goalie kind of thing is you play him twice in a row and, and you definitely figure him out the second time, right? I mean, that's that shows, okay, now we got it. Uh, on the other hand, we're kind of maybe you know, minimizing the amount of scouting they do. They don't have to play you to kind of know, have the book on your goalie. I think it was the, the uh, last shootout they were in. They were talking about it. I guess it was uh, Timo when he scored the winner uh, talking about the, well, the, the, the tape we saw on, was it, who was it, Kepker? Kepker? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Darcy. That was that, you know, here's how we beat him and um, here's right. what we got to do. Um so, like, they're clearly always watching tapes on these goalies. They all have their strategies. Uh, you're right. It's different when you actually match up head-to-head. Head head. But, yeah, it's, it's a great question. It's going to be very interesting to see how they play this out. I, I still feel in my gut like you want to ride your number one. But I'm starting to see how maybe there's an exception to that rule. In my, you know, maybe it's not such a bad thought, except in this circumstance. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, so I wouldn't mind seeing Schmid get one game against Tampa because if he's going to do some play, he's going to be in the playoffs and going to get some playing time in the playoffs. Play a team like that with your Kucherovs, your points, um, you know. So, what do you guys think they go in those four games? Well, I mean, I, I'm looking at this, and I'm the only. I'm really curious to see how this team plays against Vasilevsky for three games. That's yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm guessing that Vasilevsky is going to be in goal for all of them. He gets the lion's share of the load. Because he's a lion. Because he's a lion. He's the cat. Right. And uh, so I think that I'm curious to see how this team does against him for three games. Um, As far as this week goes, 
if they come out and play the way that they played um, last night and even up to a point on Saturday against Montreal, I think that second line is just going to keep on getting better. Um, I think that third and fourth line has been very solid right now. I don't worry about the first line. They didn't really get any points last night, but I'm not worried about that. They're going to be there. I, I like the way our team is laid out right now. I'm... I mean, if they're going to lose one, I'll say they're going to lose maybe Sunday in Tampa, and we take... But then again, they're a great road team, so I'll say they'll lose Thursday. And, uh, I mean, just to say that they're going to get 8 out of 8, I'm going to go 6 out of 8, maybe 7 out of 8. But uh, that's this team right now, I think, is, you know, again, like we said it in the last, show us the hockey, show us that you're capable of doing what you did in November again. And... When the game, the one game that meant the most, where they needed it, it wasn't even a question. You got it from start to finish. So in my head, this team is really freaking good, and they can turn it on when they need to. And I think they're looking at this last 18, 16 games, however many is left. You look at the schedule. It's pretty intense. You know, it's a very hard schedule. Absolutely. So I I think that these guys are not going to take their foot off the gas from now until whenever this train decides to stop. And hopefully it's in June, but, you know. That's what yeah. that's what I think. So, how do you I mean, feel about that? Do you guys think that the schedule is too hard to finish off a season, or is there an upside to this? I, don't I think Carolina's know. is even harder. They're saying. Yeah, it so, is. Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, is there an upside? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think that there's. I think it could go either way, but I would think it is. It is a positive, just because you know you you can kind of get a false sense of uh, security a little bit playing you know lesser teams and right. kind of you know maybe. You win some, you get a Your couple. Your Philadelphia Flyers. Right. So if you're playing, a, you know, a, a Montreal's and Phillies and Columbus's and the bottom barrel of the team, the league rather, for the next 15 games, then that you shit get will rub off on you. Is that what you're worried right. about? Right. <laughs> you get into the playoffs is what I'm saying. Like now you, a lot of teams over the course of time, you're going to play down to your talent or up to your talent depending mm-hmm. on the teams a lot of the time. So if you did have a more an easier schedule, and then you get into the playoffs. Now all of a sudden you're playing, a, you know, a Rangers, a Toronto, a Boston, and they're at a whole other level than been playing kind of much better hockey over the course of the last month of the season. I right. do think that could be a negative. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you, know, you don't want to get risk injuries and stuff right. having playoff level game or get burnout from like That's, too much intensity. So there's probably a sweet spot there yeah. of like medium sprinkled in with some hard teams, it, uh, which is when you look at the schedules, maybe pretty close to what we got we're just maybe a little bit harder than i would dream up um for the well, last 16 through, games let's go through the final final schedule so we have this week the next yeah. two against lightning they're definitely in the playoffs so panthers are not the lightning again so out of this week four of the three of the four games are against a playoff team then mm-hmm. we go tuesday the 21st uh, at home against the wild they're a playoff team mm-hmm. then we have the sabers they're on the bubble fighting, which makes them like a fighting team. A they're they're well, fighting six to get in. In a row, though, the Sabers too. I yeah, yeah. And then we have another team that's in a very similar position, but I think better than the Sabers, and that's the Senators. Mm-hmm. Then the Islanders, that's a playoff team. Then the yeah, Rangers who have to play at a high level to maintain a spot. They're yeah. still with catchable. And then you have to play the Rangers. Then you have then you have the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're bottom. Then you have the Jets, they're a playoff team. You have oh, yeah. the Penguins, a, de- a playoff team. The Blue Jackets, so you get that little reprieve of lesser teams. Then we finish up the season with the Bruins, the Sabres, and the Capitals. 
you know, three tough games. Um, well, who knows? I mean, Sabres could be out. Capitals could be out by then. Devils and Bruins could have everything locked up by then. But you get my point. Mm-hmm. It's a tough schedule, but there are, I think, enough games in there that could allow you to put, you know, tweak your lineup a little bit here and there. You know, I mean, how many games yeah. are you going to give Schmid out of these? How many are you are you going to go mm-hmm. backwards and put Blackwood back? Uh, you know, how no. many games? Don't, I, don't even say it. Don't say it. How many it. games is Lazar going to get, you know, before the playoffs roll around? So you can tweak your lineup a little bit. If you have Luke Hughes coming in whenever mm-hmm. he finishes up, you're going to get him in the last couple of games maybe against Buffalo and and Washington. So I, I like the way our schedule plays out. I think it's a perfect mm-hmm. mix of uh, enough high-level teams to keep us on point and, you know, enough kind of guys below to to let us at least, uh, you know, not have breath. to yeah, yeah, not have to ride that emotion for the, the whole 60 because you got to do right. that from the playoffs on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's nice. And I think some of those games that we're going to we have left against teams like the the Buffaloes if, if they kind of hit the bottom and then the Blackhawks, I think some of those teams are going to be in the Bedard sweepstakes. So you're going to yeah. have like a lot of That's minor league point. rosters out there and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, cuz you know it's getting to that point now where this kid's the from what I hear, I mean, everything that I hear about this kid is he is the next big generational player, Connor yeah. Bedard. So I'm sure they're, we're going to see some lineups that are not too strong at the end from some of those teams. That's a good point. I didn't Bob, even what think do you about think? that. Excellent. No, I like the mix. I think you nailed it. Um, I actually don't mind playing the hard teams. You watch the Devils team all year. They just they play a better game, a, a more structured game. Yeah, they raise that level. It's, yeah, they do. Um, mm-hmm. And and when they do, True. as we've been saying this entire show, head to head, I'm never worried about playing anybody. Mm-hmm. So keep it hard, keep it going, get in that playoff mentality now. Say that to all. Keep the it boys. hard. Oh keep yeah, keep it hard and keep it going. Just boys. the way Bobby likes it, keep it hard. No, That's but what right. about? Let me ask you this: one team that's not we're not playing against that you want another whack at that we wish we had one more game to straighten out our game against them. Boston, but we do play them again. So. No, we're playing Boston, but okay, Toronto. So we don't play Toronto again yet. Yeah, that's the one that's I'm thinking it. of. That's I, I wish right. you know. I don't, I don't like they the way those numbers. last two went. Last I think they got a little lucky, game. especially with the, the second to last loss against them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like. Uh, Maybe that works in our advantage. Maybe the rest of the team feels like those motherfuckers are due. I hope so. Well, you know, it could be an Eastern Conference final. Yeah, if, if they get out of the first round, but there if is a they, curse. If they get out of the first round, then they're definitely like that. That's set. Like you know, if you're a Toronto fan or you're a Tampa fan, you know that's who you're playing. They're they're not going to move. Um, Boston, you know, whoever takes that eighth seed, and the Rangers are the other team that has, you know, they know they're either playing us or Carolina. We can go in a lot of different ways. Um, I kind of like the idea of winning the Metro and having Pittsburgh in our first round. They can stay in that seventh spot, that first wild spot. You know, that would be a really good scenario. Except if I have to listen, to, hopefully it's a quick, game, a quick sweep, and we're done oh, in the four. Horn. Because the air I, horn, uh, the air oh. horn drives me up a wall. <laughs> I want to. I mean, it, it, is it a fan or is that like something that they do? In I don't know, but it, I, I hope never... it's one fan because imagine it's it's through the pipes everywhere you sit. Right, but, I just but that's hope what there's it just like, like forty unlucky people just getting their ears drums blasted out it by one. Sounds asshole. like it's something that the PA system is pumping through because it is so loud, and it's every single game. Like every four isn't it or five them minutes. that always has a gimmick? Were they the terrible towel, the thunder sticks? Was it always Pittsburgh with this yeah. gimmick? And then you had Carolina. The thunder sticks was the lightning. Gimmick. 
But the, right. the, the, the towel, the Steelers were the first team to start the terrible towel. And so it spread it to the Penguins. And then, yeah, and then it spread like herpes to the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, I do have to say, though, if you guys watched the Penguin game, uh, might have been, I don't know if it was the Rangers or whoever they played, but they were wearing uh, the, the old Pittsburgh Pirate jerseys with the, the P oh, on it. I, I like those. That out. Those That's were pretty cool. cool. They were I like an homage to the Pirates. Did you see that, Tone? Yeah, that was a, not, not last night, right? The game before that was it. I think it was Saturday's game. I don't know who they played Saturday, but yeah, I was watching that. That was a, that was a good game. So, yeah, I mean, it's super exciting right now to see this team and see how they're doing. I mean, this is going to be a heck of a spring. I really am excited. Whose dog is that? That's uh, one of my dogs. Oh, I want him on teeth. Sounds like friendly. Bowie up there. Yeah, no, he's he never he doesn't come down here. He 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 swallows foreign objects, so we we have to keep him away from. Things and there's some things. Well, then Tony's from Lithuania now. You can't keep him around him. I'm telling you, man. Exactly. You are a foreign object now. I am a foreign object. And this dog will swallow you. Throw you you up three days later if we're lucky. Do you have a dog, (laughs) Tony? No, no. We have no pets. We have kids. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? We travel travel back and forth so much. Like going back to Florida and here, man. It's just we, we, we had two cats. And uh, we had them in a kennel, and it was like a thousand dollars. And we were guys crazy, you know. And that's actually cheap. The prices are different here than the states, you know. So what'd you do? Right. Like leave them there and just like yeah, yeah, they put them in some like it was like a housing <laughs> kennel. Yeah, like yeah. where they actually like have like a pet hotel. You have know. you gotten them yet? Are they still there? No, we, have, we haven't picked them up yet. So the bills keep <laughs> on coming. The bill's so high right now, you can't yeah. afford to pick them up. But no, they're but, like know. living at the you know Waldorf Astoria of cats though. That's the best uh, thing. Do they have like yeah. yeah? They have like they take them outside and all this shit. Yeah, like play that. I'm sure they were sold to a, a restaurant. I'm not going to say <laughs> what Ching Ching Chongs or whatever. That's Tony, what I wasn't going to say. Or Tony can say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Dan, you have two dogs, two cats. I do. We we dragged the dogs across the country you a couple bastard. times, but that's different. Like in oh, like not, in vacation, no. like you know, <laughs> I was back in the station wagon with yeah, a hand on the roof. <laughs> I thought about that a few times. When the dog farts come, it's just like uh, you know, it's bad enough traveling with with four kids, and then you throw two dogs into that vehicle, and that's asking a lot of me. Uh, even the last time we did it, I was like, let's bring the cats. Because we can, the cats are like they they have great balance. So we could throw them in this like travel trailer we bring behind us, and I think they'll do fine. The dogs, I think, would well. You can't one dog bring would your eat cats everything. on a road trip. <laughs> I, well, that's what everybody else said. I'm like, why not? And when it comes down to it, uh, the main reason was they were afraid that they would find a way out of the trailer. I'm like, why? They don't find a way out of the house. They're People afraid you know, they cats. get lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we tried. We got a harness, and that oh, didn't work no. out. Like, no. That. What you end up doing with a cat that's not properly like acclimated to that is just dragging a fearful, sharp animal. All right. Um, all right. So listen, well, I guess we're all going to probably wrap this up anyway. Yeah, so you, um, you know, we're we're over the hour mark, and I know Bobby's got some stuff he's got to do. I got to go pick my kid up in a little while. Mm-hmm. So uh, Thursday night, Bobby's we'll got to tell together. us a story next next show Wednesday. Yeah, Bobby, you had a story for us. You tell us yeah. next time. We're going to tease it now. All right, okay. we're going to tease it. So, and then we got to do the devil, you know. Thursday before Thursday, the game, right, we're guys. hopping on. Before we'll talk right. about the last lightning game, we'll play the devil, mm-hmm. you know. Bobby has a story for us. So, thank you for checking out the Uncle Puckers. Drop us a line, UnclePuckers at gmail.com. Check us out on social media. Just Google Uncle Puckers, and we'll see you when we see you. Puckers out. Peace. Thank you.